Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Irish Fitness Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Viking Fitness Project, an Irish-owned fitness brand. Um, the guys are doing some fantastic stuff up the north, James and the guys. Big shout out to them, myself and Shane are wearing the, the new line t-shirts, aren't we, Shane? Yeah, man, they're lovely. Yeah, fantastic gear. Um, if you check them out on Instagram, um, there's links to their website. You can buy some new apparel. They support Irish athletes as well, which we like. Um, you know, they're an up-and-coming brand. I would definitely recommend checking them out. So, Shane, how are you, buddy? How's Good. Tricks? Good to we're, be back. We're, we're back in business. Yeah, Cheers. Sure are. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a while now. It we didn't do this last year, even though we planned to. We but did, we did. We, we were going to, uh, we got off to a little bit of a, a false start, we'll yeah. say, last year. Um, my fault, I was training for the Open and uh, everything was going fantastic. I was working with Emma, um, super program with the Daily Grind. Shout out to Emma and the guys. And um, we were coming up to the Open, we had everything planned, didn't we, to, to launch season two. And uh, I got injured and I just got a little bit down and I kind of retreated from the whole thing. I didn't want to know anything about the Open. Didn't want to talk about training, so we pulled back a little bit. Um, we said we'd put it on the back burner till, uh, till this year, and um, here we are now. <coughs> yeah. So we're back at it, buddy. Delighted to be back. Yeah. How's things been going with you? All good, man. Busy, 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 busy. Obviously, with everything going on now, mm. the world back to normal. Um, oh, she's a Since man, the last time we've done this podcast, years. I think we're in lockdown. We're going into lockdown. Last time we've done this podcast, or we're in it. Um, so you're talking nearly like March two years ago mm. uh, when we were last in lockdown. So things, things are very different now. Things are starting to open up a bit and uh, just busy coaching, coaching online. The on, how's the online business going? Fantastic. Brilliant, yeah, very good. Yeah, loads of athletes now doing the open this year. So other than myself, I'm trying to focus on them as well mm. um, and just trying to cater for them as best I can in the next three weeks and after that as well. So, How do you find wearing? Because a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have had athletes under your belt or whatever. Mm. So how do you find wearing the two hats now as, yeah. as a coach? Because I'm sure there's plenty of the people out there yeah, definitely running the gyms and then people doing programs for athletes and stuff. Is it difficult to take care of a group of other people because you're conscious of them? And then obviously yourself as well. How's that going for it you? It can be. You know, it takes adjusting to it. You're, not, you're never going to have a few of like two athletes, which I would have started with when I'd done it. Now I have like four, five, six people that want, are doing the Open while I'm doing it as well. Mm. Um, you have to be able to switch between two hats of athlete to coach. But also, when you work with the right people, they look out for you as well. So it's not this thing of you're always trying to just look after them and be like, okay, this is my job. I'm doing this. Staying up late program, make sure I'm doing the right warm-up for the Open and stuff like that. Uh, people I'm working with now, I'm really lucky because they're my mm. friends as well. And mm -hmm. they'll say back to me, you, may, you need to look after yourself. Do you have mm -hmm. anything you need to do, anything needed, whether it's judging for the Open or if you need to vent about something that you're unhappy with or went in the workout, um, I'm lucky enough to have those people around me now. So mm. I'd say pick the right people you want to work with, you know, and uh, you'll enjoy your job a small bit more. That's how I say Solid that. voice, man. Yeah, it looks yeah. that way. Like, I think when you put a good team together, even though someone is the figurehead, mm. like we have in CrossFit Waterford, and everyone takes care of each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what it's about, having a good program, whatever program it is, online or, you know, in the gym or whatever, it's a group of people, like-minded people. Someone is pointing the, 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 the ship in the right direction, mm. but everyone else is pulling together. Yeah. And that was, that's what makes a good team. Yeah, you can't it? do everything yourself either, you know what I mean? You need, you need people to look out for you, you need to have a team for anything, you know? Mm. And uh, that's what we try to make the open at our gym whether you're getting coached by me or one of our other coaches, we're all trying to make sure we're helping out each other. And that goes beyond just cheering on someone when they're doing uh, 30 plus wall walks like mm. we have in this one today. But um, yeah, you know, little bits like that that go a long way for 
just helping. Absolutely, absolutely. So we um, we we saw uh, twenty two point one last mm. night. Came out. It was the second year that they did the um, eight o'clock announcement, which yeah. I was delighted with. I think that's far superior to. I can remember over the years. So obviously, anyone who has done the, the open previous to last year will remember the anxiety of going to bed and then just hoping that you don't wake up and think about the workout and then you check your phone or yeah. something like that or you go out to the toilet and then you're up for the night. Yeah. Like there was some mornings, I would coach the, um, the CrossFit class in CrossFit Waterford on Fridays every morning religiously for a year, especially when the open was on, so we could modify anything that we need to do. And some mornings I would wake up at three o'clock yeah. and by the 11 o'clock class, I'd be at the board and someone I know for five or six years, I can't remember their name, because you only have to get two or three hours sleep. <laughs> and Sally is there and you're coaching her years and you can't even remember her name. You're there, fuck oh, Jesus it. Christ. This is like, it's like kind of like um, your, your, um, uh, your memory just disappears mm. because you're so tired. But having that at eight o'clock, I think was a fantastic shout. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, really it doesn't lessen the anxiety any, anymore if it's really important to you, mm. but it definitely gives you that chance to uh, kind of um, just know what the workout is and be able mm. to digest it a bit better rather than this whole like guessing game that we used to have here in Europe where you're waiting for it to come out at a certain time. Yes. And other parts of the world as well, I'm sure. But in America, it was kind of like right on time for them. But they have to mm. switch it now. They have to do a lot, a lot more like more accessible things, I'd say, CrossFit in the last few years, even though they changed the... They move the goalposts every year, pretty much, in CrossFit. But mm. uh, whatever system they have going now, I like it. I like the quarterfinal thing. I like the semifinal mm. thing the games. I like the way they're doing the announcements. Um, so I love the quarter. Hopefully, the they don't change it again, honestly. They always change something every year. Keeps so it a bit interesting, it though, it, it? does keep it interesting, but I've never seen a sport like it where you don't know yeah. Yeah. when something's going to be on. So yeah, if you're a 100-meter runner, yeah. you know you're running 100 meters. Yeah. If you're going out to the pitch as a soccer player, you know you have to score goals mm. and defend against goals. But with us, we know the movements. Yeah. But we have no idea what's coming And then when there's a new up. movement then, what's the standards? Even looked at the one that was released there, but we'll shoot in a sec, but mm. like the standards are even different on this one now in terms of like what you can do and what you can't do. So that's another new thing, but it's just part of the sport at this stage. Unknown, unknowable. That's mm. how they kind of sell CrossFit, so. I think that's what's exciting about it as well. Yeah. I think that, you know, obviously everyone loves their sports and it's fantastic and all that, but with the element of surprise mm. comes, you know, excitement. Yeah. So you don't know what's coming up. If we knew that the three workouts were going to be this, this, and this, mm. it would definitely not be as exciting. Yeah, yeah. But because there is that element of, oh, what's coming out of Hopper, or whatever you want to call it, then it builds anticipation, it builds nerves, yeah. and people can't overdo doing the workout as well. Now, I know you have three or four days to do it, but um, if, if it was released well in advance, you'd see it in, in live competitions, mm then people can overdo it. They don't they can overthink it, that was and the they can just keep working on it, there. working on it, working yeah. on it. And it does give a slight advantage. Now, by releasing it week by week, everyone is in the same boat. So no one, if you have extra time, you can't just go and practice and practice and pra practice, excuse me. You just have to do it. Um, you have that little window of time. Most people will do two. Most people will do one, sorry. People that maybe want to go to the next level will do it twice. You know, some people are one and done, they don't need to do it again because they know they're not going through the next stage. Other people then, if you're on the cusp, if you're on the bubble of that line of qualifying for the quarters, then it's definitely going to be a repeat, isn't it? Oh, it is. I, and I don't see why it wouldn't be. Like, you're trying to mm. peak. Everyone has their own CrossFit games, if you think about it. So, um, 
where like let's say an Irish athlete Sam Stewart his CrossFit Games is the actual CrossFit Games mm. but for athletes in our gym their CrossFit Games is now you know it's mm-hmm. starting now for the next three weeks it's, it's as far as they're going to go so if you want to make the most of that mm. you might have to do workouts twice if it's important to you and you've been training for it mm. if you're a regular Joe Soap Jane Pop hip, uh, like population who just wants to go in and do the workout mm. once is enough I don't think you need to do that many box jump overs now if you're just no. if, if you're if you're worried more about your day job. Yeah, there's um, no need for Sally who trains three times a week yeah. uh, to come in and try and no. do it three times or whatever. Yeah. She knows what the open is. Exactly, yeah. She wants to take part in it because she wants to test herself and see what she's like. But realistically she mightn't be in the top ten percent. So um, you know, what we would advise to most people, if unless they are shooting for the quarterfinals, one and done. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Look after yourself. Yeah, look after yourself. So what do we have? What is it? What came out last night? So the workout is uh, an AMRAP for 15 minutes, three wall walks, 12 alternating dumbbell snatches, Mm. and then 15 box jump overs. Um, It's an interesting one. It's short reps, smaller reps compared to what we're usually usually would see in the open, as in it doesn't really descend or ascend. It kind of stays the same. Mm. There's a lot of transitioning if you look at it straight away. And... Um, it's good that I think it's good and a lot of people probably disagree but I think it's good that we got the wall walk again so it's been a team now in CrossFit since I last so, year yeah. so people so. have been doing them which when I see that in CrossFit I like it because like I was saying there a lot of the sports unknown unknowable and you think of last year at least the wall walk no one's ever really done them in, like, with fatigue they've done them for accessory mm. to get their yeah. handstand walks yeah. or yeah. Yeah. maybe if you're like a gymnast uh, at some point in your life you would have done them as well and mm. um, CrossFitters yeah, it depends on the gym you're in, depends on what your coach gave you. They were in fashion much. back in 2012, 2013, yeah. but they kind of disappeared and mm. people said, ah, that's not really. Like you said, people put them in. Yeah. If, if someone is doing a lot of, uh, uh, a very comprehensive program, you would probably see him in uh, your accessory work. Yeah, yeah. But for most class situations, people didn't even know what they mm. were when they came up. Um, I know our members are going to be happy about dumbbell snatches and box jump overs. Like if mm. I can think of two movements that our gym does, we love I think them. they're very accessible movements. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When we do team workouts on Fridays, that's something. It's a staple. One of those is kind of always in there because mm. most people, no matter how new you are to the sport or to just doing CrossFit, you can probably do some sort of a dumbbell snatch. Yeah. You can do some sort of a box jump over, whether that's a step over or whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, what they changed this year, which is interesting, they standardized the wall walk. So I think mm. that changes a lot of things based on how long your arms are or how tall you are so you think of last year it was shoulder height when you were lying on the floor mm-hmm. someone marks that with some chalk and then they put a line of tape when your fingers meet that line that's when your feet can come off the wall and mm. vice versa going back the way now we have this 60 inch standard for a crossfit uh, rx in the open and um, for men and then for women it's 55 inches so no matter what height you are how long you are how short you are your wingspan whatever we're still now working with this one line that's there so it's mm. standardized which is a good thing and um, it leaves a lot to be desired when it comes to people who are i want to say cheating the system but some people might not mm. when they have that height thing we remember mm-hmm. handstand push-ups yeah they can kind of pull their shoulders yeah down they depress, their, depress the scapula for some things or do you know what i did notice though so um edo our spanish guy who you saw on the live last night he wouldn't be the most uh, tallest person no, in the world. He's no. not massive, you know what I mean? He's about maybe five, seven, I'd five, eight. five, seven, he? yeah. He, his shoulder, the line was way over his shoulder. Mm. So that would be a disadvantage, wouldn't it? Because it he has to travel It more. was up by You're his chin. You're not much, yeah. you know what I mean? But there is the definitely, um, I think, with the taller athletes, 
Although you could argue then as well that the taller you are, the harder it is because you're probably heavier as well. You're probably doing a bit so more a work, yeah. bit of, um, So that's probably where they're meeting the, meeting in the middle there. Mm. Um, the dumbbell snatch, nothing's changed about that. Two heads hit the floor. I think we're all happy enough with that. Make sure you're doing two heads, folks. Yeah. I see a lot of them videos and there's people just touching one head. So yeah. the dumbbell snatch, the standard forward, it'll be in the IFC and it's in the CrossFit Games, but a lot of people don't know it or they're not training it properly. Two heads touching the ground. That's yeah. what you need I to see. I think as a competitor, that's something that you should have in your back pocket. Absolutely, you absolutely. I've seen that. some pretty decent athletes doing the old one head touch. Mm. Or the, the, it, goes, it goes as low for two heads, mm. but one head only still touches. They don't point the dumbbell mm. at the floor, which you see for cleans and stuff. So, yes, yes. Yeah, you want to get that yeah, right. The, the, clean, the clean you're allowed to do one it touch. Won, yeah. I wonder why. That doesn't make any sense, does it? I don't know. I think it's just a range of motion thing. Yeah. Of, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a, there's a lot more reps typically of cleans and stuff like that as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, and it might be an easier dual dumbbell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the box jump over. Big difference this year. You're not allowed bound over the box. Mm. It was a safety standard. First time ever going to see that in CrossFit. She said so. that, didn't she? She said mm. it was specifically for yeah. safety that just stepped down. Yeah. So you don't want to see any blown Achilles. Mm. Um, and we have seen crazy workouts. There was a two year 2019. A lot of box jumps. Mm. And people are going to bound those. I've been one of those people. I'll with bound, the dumb, I'll bound with every the box jump. Snatch. Uh, it was like a heavy, heavy squat clean and jerk, wasn't it? Pistols, box jumps. Oh yes, yeah, I can't even remember yeah, the workout yeah. to be honest. It was a good workout though. Oh. Um, I, I missed that year of the open. I didn't do jerks because of my shoulder injury. I just mm. done squat cleans and I still got like it was a serious. Still a workout. hell of a workout. Oh my god, yeah, it was pistols, mm. um, pistols and box jumps. I'm pretty sure. And like I, I'd be in the category of bounding box jumps. So you know, when you don't, you kind of touch and go. Mm. Be another term for that where you don't stop at the end. You don't step off the box. You literally jump off the box and you use that kind of plyometric bound to get yourself mm. back up again. I like that. Um, but if you're not trained in that, we've seen it in the past, people blowing out Achilles. Um, knee issues as well. Knee issues. I think I like it. I think, I suppose, the Open is a qualifying stage, but changing it from jumping down to step down is not going to make a difference to the top people. Top 10% will say, oh, this are on the bubble. So it is taking care of the masses. Say if you have 250,000 people taking part, a vast majority of them definitely shouldn't be doing rebounds. Mm. And because of the pressure then and because of the day that's in it and that guy over there is doing them, so I should do them as well, then I, I bet you my bottom dollar that rebounds do cause a lot of issues mm. with people over. Oh, for sure. And we don't see them. The only time we would see an injury is either in our own gym or on telly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, one of the games athletes like Julie Fouché blowing out our yeah. Achilles yeah. and yeah. things and like that. And so. she's an elite female. Mm. And it happened to her, so you can kind it of can you probably imagine. Like, you it know. can happen. It happened to Pody, our friend, one of our members in the gym, doing double unders. Mm. He blew his Achilles. So if you have any kind of an issue there yeah. already, if you're not, um, if you're not exposed tear, to high volume plyometrics, mm. there's a good chance it can happen. It's going to happen to you. Or in CrossFit, CrossFit just has this thing where it's just a lot of plyometrics, box jumps, double unders, mm. running as well. Running um, too. Where you want to make sure that if you don't have enough, what they call them, plyometric training, is actually touches. So like beginner athletes shouldn't have more than like a hundred touches in a week. Okay. And sometimes there's beginner athletes, yeah, there's volume right. prescribed. It's different, different for different things. Mm. Uh, some people describe that as different, but some of the research did say that. I remember reading it in college, mm. hundred touches, intermediates, 200 touches, and then advanced can be 
four to four to six hundred touches, mm. uh, and that might be like a runner. Someone's like a four hundred okay. meter runner. They would train. They, they've by developed the volume to build yeah. up to that, and they can do a lot of. Yeah, so you can imagine someone who's brand new to doing CrossFit, and we give them five hundred double unders, mm. or we give them a load of box jumps. Probably not great for. Probably them, not yeah. smart. I think <laughs> we've done that over the years. We won't yeah. do that anymore. Something you learn. You something, something you learn, you learn over time. It was the, look when I came, when I was in Australia. It was the wild wild west. Mm. Like the gym I was training in was concrete floors. Yeah. You know what I mean? They Crazy. only got mats in later on. So we were jumping on concrete floors, doing double unders and box jumps on concrete floors, all that kind of stuff. And then when we came back to the garage, um, my parents' house, when I started CrossFit Waterford in 2010, um, you know, we were out on the Tarm Academy and doing stuff out there. So it was just, that's the way it was. Things evolve over time. Yeah. You figure out what works, what doesn't work. That's a good idea. That's a bad idea. And, and volume and rep range and all that kind of stuff, that, that evolved as well, didn't mm. it? You know, things, things evolve over time. Yeah, so that's the workout. Mm. Um, it's a good one, it's accessible. I like it, I think I'll give it a shot. Um, I'm not doing the Open this year, I have a lot going on, so the Open for me is a competition. Mm. It's not just a taking part thing, and again, that's a, a, a character fault of mine, it's because of pride that I don't want to do it mm. and because I know that I won't perform the way I want to perform. Mm. And in order for me to perform the way I want to perform, I have to dedicate a lot of time to it. And at the moment, um, I just don't have that time. I have a lot of other stuff going on. As you can see, folks, we're in our new, uh, our new building at the moment. This is CrossFit Waterford 3.0. Um, so we're gonna be moving in here pretty soon, the 1st of April. Uh, you're going to see the IFC down there. It's, um, this, we're up on the actual mezzanine at the moment. Um, it's a nice new facility. It's going to be state-of-the-art, some really kind of a top-level um, you know, facility that we're aiming for. But um, yeah, as I said, a little bit busy at the moment, so I said to myself, right, I'll kick back, but I will still enjoy the workouts. I won't be on the leaderboard, but I'll do the workouts. I'll throw down probably with G today. Uh, what time are you hitting at today, buddy? Straight after this. Straight after, Straight after this. this. Yeah, heading over. We've a, a good crew of us going to hit it. Lovely. It's like no one has jobs. Everyone's just available during the day on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're all going to hit it. Gym is a bit quieter during the day. I think that suits me mm. a bit better than kind of running around. The Friday night lights can be a bit frantic sometimes. Yes. We, we normally do the Friday night lights, um, and there will be people doing it tonight. But the majority of our competitive athletes um, especially the ones like yourself and Emily and a few other people shooting for the 10%, they are better suited to training in the daytime when there's, it's not as much of a, a show mm. rather than it's, it's about your performance. Yeah, the focus is on the athlete rather than yes. the, the heat or how many people are going and who's racing and who has mm. a dumbbell, who doesn't, you know, when you're in the middle of the day. Now, when you train a lot, you're going to have that luxury, I suppose. If you're a nine to fiver, unfortunately, it's just a bit more difficult to do that. And you might have to go to the Friday night lights, but, um, yeah, that's, that's how we're going to do it. We're going to try and do that for the next three weeks and capitalise on that as best possible. Sounds good. Well, what are you thinking, man? Who's, who's the, the best in Ireland? Yeah, so we do some leaderboarding. This is my favourite part of the show. Yeah, I, love, yeah. I love this crack. I feel like Tommy Marquez off uh, the other podcast. Yes, yeah. What's the name of it? <laughs> Talking Elite Fitness. We're so good we forgot about the name of the biggest <laughs> podcast in the world. Uh, no, I love, I love those boys over there. Mm. I, met, I met the two of them before. Good, good I wonder boys. if they remember me, because I told them all about this podcast. They were up in the filthy. Yeah, very yeah. Good. lovely mm. guys, yeah. But yeah, I like their, uh, how they did our podcast is... Shout out to Talking Elite Fitness. Shout out to the boys. Tommy and, what's the other fellow's name? Tommy and Sean. Tommy and Sean, yeah. shout out to Tommy and Sean. Sean is the voice of CrossFit. It's like Tom and Shane. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tommy and Sean. And uh, yeah, they're, they, the way they do their podcast, they just leaderboard. And they yeah, do, yeah. I suppose they do the worldwide leaderboard. Yes. We try and focus on Irish athletes on this podcast and just see who is up and coming, yeah. um, who we don't know and who we do know. So what we have here is leaderboards essentially all across RX, Masters, uh, teens, and then uh, we have a good Irish team now as well. From, from last year, we're from last year, so we're looking so at we, 2021 leaderboards. Yeah. So obviously things can really change, um, but the format is the same as last year. So we're looking at that mm. qualified quarterfinals, semifinals games, and our Irish leaderboards are they're always competitive. Like it's always been competitive in Ireland, and mm. um, for that top spot. Now for these elite athletes, it obviously doesn't matter that much if you're talking someone like Sam Stewart, Jamie Heaton, P.D. Savage. Mickey Smith on the men's side, these types of guys, uh, this, the Open is not going to be much for them. They're going to kind of use this as training sessions, more or less. Mm. I wouldn't say they're going to repeat anything. Do you think anything. they'll do too? I wouldn't say so, is, unless is, they really mess it up. Is there, a, is there still a national champion, I wonder? There is, is a national there? champion. There, he can be the fittest in Ireland. Okay. But it doesn't be earn, still yeah, that. They'll yeah, it doesn't earn you anything. So Sam no. Stewart holds that. Um, so what we basically are looking at a top five here yep. of Sam Stewart, Jamie Heaton, P.D. Savage, and then it goes down to John William. I'm not too familiar with John William. No. Uh, Michael Smith. And then there's some bigger names, even uh, like further than that. After that, you got Ty Lawless, Emmett Murta, and Michael Welch. So that's a very, very fit. Stacked top 10. That's a it? European fit. Absolutely. Top 10. Absolutely. It's not just an Irish fit, you know what I mean? So Michael Welch is one of the best in the world. Masters. I'd like to see him go to the games yeah. this year. I think he can. Shout out to Mickey. And um, then obviously we know that the rest of the boys, Ty, Mickey, um, Sam, Petey, Jamie, uh, what was the other dude's name? John William. John William, I'm not sure. No, not too shout sure. out to John. We'll John, if you're watching this, reach out to us. We'll give yeah, you a proper yeah, yeah. shout out. We want to know who you are. Because um, you don't have a profile picture either. I don't know Th- what you look that like. That top five has been there for years. Yeah, it has. You know what I mean? Yeah. The lads, especially Jamie, like Jamie Heaton, lads, he's just so, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say overlooked or underrated or anything like that, but he deserves so much credit mm. for being at the top of the heap in CrossFit in Ireland for fucking a decade. You could say he's one of the more decorated absolutely. Irish CrossFit yeah, athletes absolutely. now. Absolutely, and he's still young enough. Like. Not as an individual at uh, the, the, the games level, but at the mm. elite level, this guy's been around for years. Super accomplished. He was, yeah. he was the best in the country. You know, he won the Open here a few times. Mm. Um, he's been consistently in the Italian top five. Italian throwdown, won the he's, French throwdown. Yeah, he's yeah. been to all that. He, he's been performing like at a super high level for a long, long time. I saw him when he first, the first time I saw him, I met him in 2014. He won the Irish throwdown. And um, I just thought to myself, wow, this dude is like next level. You know what mm. I mean? And he just kept going up and up and up and getting better and better. Yeah. So. Shout out to Jamie, he's a former he paved, guest. I think he paved the way for a lot of absolutely, Irish absolutely. Athletes, yeah. he, he made us all realise that, um, you know, it is possible to get the yeah. regionals and to be a world-class athlete, even though you're from Ireland. Yeah. And the Republic of Ireland as well. They, up the north, they have a load of killers. And that used to be part of the UK. Yeah. So Jamie was our poster boy in Ireland for years, yeah. for a decade. You know what I mean? So shout out to Jamie. Shout out to Jamie, yeah. Mm. Um, and then we're looking, if we're looking further in the line on the men's side, Ian Golding, always in that Ian, top yeah, 10 yeah. or floating around Monster. there. The experiment, um, that's what Claxton called it. The experiment, it? yeah. So if we're looking at people to watch, um, you can't overlook Sam. I think mm. Sam is just about the best Irish athlete we have now. He's mm. proven that by winning the Irish Open um, and then going representing Ireland at the CrossFit Games. Mm. Uh, represent Ireland at loads of competitions. You just call him Sanction of Sam on this podcast because mm. he was going to every, every comp, best recovery in the world, Sam Stewart. Um, and he said he didn't really pay attention to his 
diet or recovery. I think, or I th- I think he might know. I hope okay. he does anyway, if he's at that level. Yes. But, um, yeah. yeah. So look, Sam, Sam is always going to be up there as long as he's uh, staying healthy and he's able to go. Um, mm. P.D. Savage as well is a staple. Uh, an old, a true OG of Irish oh, CrossFit yeah, at this yeah, stage. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's a veteran. Um, Putting it down for years and yeah. years. And for a big guy, moves phenomenally, just mm. fast as well. Um, he was on kind of... Um, a mission to get down to a certain weight there I mm. saw. Yeah, I remember Christmas. that, yeah. Um, I wonder, we must, we might even get him on or something, we'll see how he yeah, is. Yeah, he can make a PD on. He's, um, he, he he's was, a friend he of the show. Targ- he's a friend of the show, yeah, shout out to PD. He was targeting a certain weight, I, I believe he was trying to get under 100 kilos. Yeah. Just to get better at obviously gymnastics and all that, but he's a, he's a giant man and he's shredded at the weight he is. If he's yeah. a 102 or whatever, he's probably about 9%. He's chiseled. Um, yeah, chiseled, yeah. <laughs> chiseled. <laughs> um, so, on to the women's side. I think there's one standout female that we have mm. in Ireland that pretty much is going to take any competition that she goes herself into. She's the form, she just won Wallapalooza. Um, when was that? That was only a month ago at this stage. Mm. She just won yeah, Wallapalooza. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty convincing fashion as well. You know, she didn't, uh, it's not like she came out of nowhere and won that. Emma's been obviously floating around there. She's been top 10 in the Open, even further up, has she? I, mean, I should look at her overall standings in the Open over the years. but um, She's been consistently getting better every year. Yeah, and she has it in her to win a Open workout as well. That's Absolutely. a huge thing. She Absolutely. can win a worldwide Open workout. She's capable of, any, on any given day, depending on the workout, of beating anyone, I think, in the world, mm. including, including T. Claire Tiomi. Oh, she sure. has the potential, if, if, if the stars align, and um, it, it is the particular workout that Emma does well at, yeah. then she could beat anyone in the world. Yeah, yeah. in terms of like something that's long and enduring, you're talking about burpees, something that's like a big chipper running, um, Emma's right up there with anyone, any, anyone ever in the, in the female side. Any, mm. Anyone in, on both sides, you know, she's, she's just that good of an athlete. Mm. Uh, looking down the line then, we got Amanda Cummins, obviously another phenomenal athlete. Brilliant, absolutely. Um, Amanda's just getting more and more impressive. Yeah. She's like a fine wine. The older she's getting, the better she's getting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Amanda. Uh, she went and represented Ireland at the Masters. Mm. Sorry, I forget the name of this now. It's a brand new comp. Masters Championship. But there was on, it was only on recently, last couple of months. I mm-hmm. remember it was on YouTube. I she podiumed as well, didn't she? Yeah. Was it uh, second? Something like that, yeah. Mm. Fantastic. <laughs> we should know this. <laughs> like, and Amanda, I'm not saying I'm not around her, but I believe Amanda is 40 now. And okay. she's still at a level that would, you know what I mean? This, yeah. She could legit... Uh, make a semi-final individually. Yeah, yeah, you know I think I mean? so. Yeah, and she's a master, and she's not even just after turning 35. Yeah, she's like into the 40s now. I believe, and I think I said it to her before, but I think we'll see her at the games this year. Yeah, I'd hope so. 100. percent I can't think of anyone better to represent us. Yeah, um, super either, humble. Know, so. Yeah, uh, very nice to everyone. You know, there's no ego there. She's kind of what CrossFit is mm. as well. You know, what what you'd hope someone who's at that kind of level representing, mm. you know, obviously representing her hometown, representing us as a community as well. Mm. Uh, you know, she's just a great person. We had her on this podcast before as well. Mm. Um, looking down the line then, Kerry Hewitt. Kerry Hewitt and Catherine Fearon are always there, mm. uh, changing places up and down. And we're starting, Ka- to, see, we're starting Ka- to see a lot Catherine of... Uh, in, um, is she in Dubai now? Is she? I think so, yeah. I don't think she's up north anymore. Cool. I think, um, I think she's living in Dubai, working over there as a coach. Good place I to believe. train, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so they're always kind of changing places inside that top five or six. Down the line then, Emma Willis. 
Emma Willis and other fantastic. She's yeah. up maybe 20 with Neil, isn't she? Yeah, and now we're starting to see some jumbling up of that leaderboard on the women's side in Ireland. It's really mm. interesting to see people making a big splash like uh, Marta Rochford. You know. Oh yeah. I remember at one point. Yeah, I remember at one point looking down the leaderboard for Marta's name, and now she's uh, she was seventh last year, mm. and she was part of Team Chapter Two. Actually went to the uh, Lowlands Throwdown, which was online last year, mm. um, and they actually got eleventh in that on a team Brilliant. team of four. So uh, uh, that's. Marta was kind of uh, on that team with super athletes. Claire McGlynn is uh, what is it Claire? Yeah, it is Claire, Claire McGlynn. Yeah, another, uh, another guest we had on right there as well, and she was on the same team as her. Um, so like brilliant athletes, you know, mm. we're representing Ireland very very well as well. Fantastic. Guys. Um, another name we're familiar with is Rebecca Thompson. Yes, where so, did she finish last year? She was ninth overall in ninth, Ireland. And again, another master. Yeah. Um, we're not short just, on masters here. No, Rebecca and Amanda. I would love to see um, if there was like a really high level team masters for just like pairs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Imagine the I'll bring back the open announcements. 5150, bring back the open announcements. Yeah, yeah. Irish open announcements. To see. We might do our own shit. <laughs> yeah. Might do one down here. Um, you know, something Rebecca's, like that. She's on the daily grind with Emma and um, just so consistent. Yeah. Super consistent. Always. She competes for uh, the UK as well in weightlifting. Yeah. So yeah. she's an international weightlifter and. An international crossfitter. Just great athlete. And, and, and excellent at both. Mm. Uh, tenth on this one last year, a name I'm familiar with, Chloe Hawkins. Chloe Hawkins. Yeah. Yes, she's another daily grind athlete. Okay, brilliant. Fantastic athlete. Um, she's one of Emma's girls. Um, she's up the north. I think she's in uh, Rebecca's gym. I don't think she's in Boundary, but she's on the daily grind. Cool. Emma's killing it with that. The daily grind, Shane, the athletes they have between Louis, uh, Michael, Rebecca, Obviously, Emma, you know, she's doing her thing and all that. And then there's a, there's a few other girls and boys up there as well mm -hmm. that are um, they're absolutely smashing mm -hmm. it. So that's a real solid uh, pack program. Yeah, for sure. It's very, very, it's just full of great athletes. And mm. speaking of daily grind then, onto the Masters 35 to 39 division in Ireland. Um, more of those athletes again. Michael Welch, mm. Michael Fitzpatrick, Lewis McMaster. That's the top three on those. Louis. And Louis then, he came third in the Open, did he? He did, yeah. But he went on to... Compete at the games, so shout out to Lewis, mm. Louis, absolutely, and again another animal. Um, himself and Michael are just like they're world class in terms of even individuals. Yeah. Never mind say masters. So I, I have no doubt that the two of them could definitely make it back this year. Michael for his first trip, and then Louis doing the double because he was there last year. He was, I think, he was the only ever Irish male master to make it. Okay. Barry McDermott was there a few years ago. He, he, he was on the cusp of it, but um, he just didn't quite get over the line. But Lewis actually got there. Yeah. yeah. So he was the first ever. Only Irish Irishman I can think of that's been there. Master. To yeah. Get to individual. The games. Yeah. Um, onto the women's 35. Obviously got Amanda there again. Mm. Um, some and again some names. I'm not familiar with these names. I hope I can kind of track these athletes along as I go into the open. That's what I'm going to try and do. We will. Uh, we'll keep everyone updated. We'll get more familiar with them as we go because yeah. they'll start popping onto the leaderboard and exactly, we'll say, yeah. oh yeah, who's this, who's that? Um, and you might give us a follow on Instagram so we can kind of follow you back and we know who you are and we can see yep. how you're getting on. You might update us as well. So Amanda Cummins, top of that. No shock there. See mm. how she's at the top of the individuals last year. Uh, Grace Sheehy and then Nikki Gardiner. Um, they're the, the two women that are not far not far below uh, Amanda at all in terms of uh, the work. And a lot of these so. masters again would be would do well in the individual side of things mm. as well. I bet if we scroll down a little bit on the female leaderboard outside the top ten, we would see masters mm. on. You will see that, especially people crossing over into the 35s. Um, 
you know, they're, they're still they're still capable of doing exactly what uh, a 25-year-old would do yeah. just as well. Um, girls, 16 to 17, so the teen division. Again, I think Ireland is always showcasing talent in terms of teens. Absolutely. It's just an exciting country for up-and-coming athletes, I think, mm. in any sport. But in CrossFit, it's always fun to keep up with them. Mm -hmm. um, Ellie Pike. Uh, we've Fantastic heard her name the last athlete. couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if she's moving she's, up to the indie. She's on the daily grind as well. Yeah, probably is. Everyone is on the daily grind. <laughs> I don't know if she's moving up to the individual this year. I'm not sure of her yeah. age. I think you get to stay in that category, I'd say, for two years. Yes. But the guests, you get in there it's, when you're 16. It's, it's got to do with your birthday, but yeah. if you're 18, you definitely won't be in it. No. But sometimes you could or stay in it. If you're 18, but in the year of the open starting, yes. I think you might have to move up as well. So yeah. Ellie Pike, Shauna Kylty, hope I'm pronouncing that right, and then Lucy Lawless, another name we're familiar with in Ireland as well. Lucy is um, Craig and Toy's little sister. Yeah, just genetics. A family man. of talent. Yeah, hard, hard workers and, and genetic, genetics yeah. as well. Um, have seen. Pretty sure I saw Lucy up in the Powerful Invitational, mm. doing really well. So uh, again, it's just exciting to see uh, the kind of teen division. And then on the men's side, uh, Cormac O'Reilly, very very exciting prospect out of CrossFit Powerful, I believe. Yes, that's with David um, Don. Dave's Dave's uh, protege. Yeah. Very um, good, excellent athlete. That guy looks like he's on his way. He's after representing Ireland a few mm. competitions in England, I believe, as well. Maybe one or two. Um, I think Dave uses him now to test the workouts. Yeah, he's more than capable, he's isn't so he? good, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's only a kid and he's able to do all that stuff. That guy is on his way. He's, he's definitely one to look at. Even on the worldwide stage, he's mm. one to look at in the future. Um, going down from that then, Nicholas Moulders. Heard the name before, not too familiar with the person. Mm. There's no profile picture there either. Again, that's something we want to we might keep track of. We'll probably see these people again. The teens, they just burst onto the scene, yeah. and then as they get older, then you start becoming more recognised when they start doing the local circuits, yeah. and then they do well, obviously, in the open and international competitions as well. Uh, one that's been here for a couple of years, coming up through the teen division, then Paddy Lenehan from Cork. Oh yeah, from yeah, Paddy. Uh, Paddy's a listener Animal. of the podcast as yes, well. Loves the podcast. Shout uh, out to Paddy. Yeah, Paddy's a great athlete. Yes. Uh, represents us well too. So uh, it's good to see him always in that top five in the teens mm. and. Obviously, he's more than capable when he moves up. He might, he might be moved up this year as well, I'm not mistaken. I feel like he's of that 16, age 16, 17. Uh, onto the, into the individual. Okay. He might now, be he now. might be still at the... I think he's still... I, at, I, I at thought 17. he was only around about 16. Yeah. Maybe because he's been around for so long, I think yeah, he's older. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Paddy's always improving, always getting better. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Great He kid. won uh, the summit, first time I saw him down in Kerry. Um, took it easy enough, flew through the workouts. And then I uh, saw him at the Apollo Cup run by Waterford Warriors as well, um, when that was on. Mm. You know, he's just always always up there throwing down, great athlete. Um, in terms of everything else, that's like also what we have. I just had another mention, obviously, for that team as well. Uh, of So I get, the, I get the team name. So uh, CrossFit Chapter 2 had mm. that team that went last year. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they're going to continue with the team this year. I haven't really seen much from them, but I'll try and find out that. Uh, so Claire McGlynn, Martha Rochford, Filippo, Pesarezi, I don't want to pronounce that wrong. I actually know Filippo. Great well. athlete. He's a great, great athlete. athlete. Yeah. Good dude. Big Filippo. Loves yeah. his broccoli. Um, so he's getting strong, man. I've seen some yeah. of his lifts lately and uh, he's lifting big. Yeah. And obviously Marta's on that team as well. Yes. Um, and our open roster is quite impressive with Sam Stewart. And, uh, I think um, <laughs> Marta might have a, a team now with uh, Kerry Coleman. Uh, is it Ke Ke Kerry Coleman and um, a couple of the dudes as well. Is Ian on it as well? I'd like but to see they that, might be yeah. putting together a different team. Yeah, obviously this is from last year, so yeah, we're still trying yeah. to figure out. Obviously, the Open's only starting. What's going on this year? But, Keelan. Uh, Keelan, Coleman. Keelan Coleman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very exciting, Ali, mm. as well. Yeah, she's an up and comer. Another daily grinder. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the leaderboards. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
So yeah, so that's uh, week one, folks. So um, the plan is, for, from our point of view, we're going to do a Friday morning show, Shane, aren't we? Just to talk about the, um, the rea- workout. A reaction to the workout, we'll say, yeah. We do a reaction on the Thursday night. I liked that, enjoyed that yeah, last night. Yeah. It was cool, because we went into the gym, and uh, we had one person doing it, and we were all in there just watching it, sitting down, watching the TV and stuff like that. So we'll do our live reaction video on the Thursday night. Mm. We'll do an episode just going through the workout on the Friday morning. And then we're going to have a guest on on Tuesday and we'll do the leaderboard then, see how the leaderboard settles. So we're going to have Coffee Pods and Wads, Peter on, and uh, we'll have a chat with him. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Peter's out there doing He's brilliant the, the podcast. He's the king of, uh, of Irish podcasts. He really he took know. the mantle from us, you know. We yeah, were yeah, we, yeah, we had that for a while with yeah, yeah, our yeah. low budget podcast, but Peter's now after interviewing that. Absolutely. The, the, the He's the taking it to the next level, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. He, um, to do a podcast, lads, like we're sitting down here now chatting away and whatever. But to do episode after episode after episode, line up all these fantastic guests like he has done, and um, just the dedication and the research and the, the, the time that he had to put into it, and then to make it so professional looking with the branding mm. and stuff like that, uh, Peter, he just really took it to the next level. Yeah. And um, I think it's, it's one of the best podcasts in the world. It I is. Think, it, I, I, I would definitely think it's one of the better CrossFit podcasts there is because of... Mm. Um, how well done it is and how good he is in interviewing people and yeah just the guests themselves and Peter's personality you know yeah he has a quirky kind of a way yeah like he's good you know and he loves his puns yeah people get a good bit of fun off him so very dry sense of humor (laughs) yeah I enjoyed listening to him up at the um the powerful you know the invitational yeah I actually I really enjoyed that I want to see him doing that more and you would hear every now and then a little kind of a sly joke being (laughs) thrown in there not many people would get it you'd see a couple of laughs but I got all of them I was listening to you Peter clued in yeah yeah well done buddy right so that's episode one of the Irish Fitness Podcast. Fantastic to be back. Um, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, you can take a little screenshot or you know, do whatever. Take a little screen record and put it up on your Instagram and uh, give us a tag and we will share it on. Um, so we will be back on Tuesday with our leaderboard update and our guest Coffee Pods and Wads, uh, Peter. Um, until then, take it easy, folks. <laughs>